week's episode of Dum Dum Die, an all-female, all-awesome D&D 5th edition homebrew podcast and interactive Twitch live stream. And why it's interactive is because you can help the players or hinder the players in the chat. To introduce themselves, here are my players. Hi guys, I'm Melody. I play a half-elf sorcerer named Kira Nightingale. Hi folks, I am Lena and I am playing the changing for Andrew Mark. I'm Wednesday and I'm playing Lauren Skyvale, the Azamar Paladin. So, where we were last week is thanks to the chat, we have a villain, or not a villain, who has three different personalities with different accents, of which I can do one. As the adventurers wandered down into the sewers, not worrying about anything, just following this random weird guy down the corridor in a very safe manner, we tried to give them a clue by letting them do a get a clue roll, as inspired by my GM, and they failed. So everything is fine, everything is awesome when you're part of a weird sewer walking team. They had to roll for initiative because Andromach was starting to see things were not quite right, as Andromach being the only character who was like, guys, why are we following this random down the stairs? Why does no one care that he's changing his accent? Why did, like, he's, we're, he told us we're going to walk into a punch of fog. And we were just like, that seems legit. So they are now in the fog, struggling to see five foot in front of them. They have rolled initiative. Lauren has seen a split second, a white humanoid looking being with white hair. And he saw it for a split second and then it was gone. And then... 10 feet further down the sewer, closer to them, he saw it again for a split second. Almost like a, it appeared like a stroke. And that brings it to your turn, Lauren. I'm going to stop walking. I'm going to shout out, Come forward, evil spectre. Come forward, are you trying to convince it or? I'm going to be because I haven't seen a ghost before. And okay. that's what I'm assuming that it is. Okay. You feel like that works. Roll perception for me. Fine. You feel like it works. It's foggy in here. The ghost could be made of fog. Also, Playcrafter, you are our mod. So do not spam our channel with welcome. That um. brings it to puddles. Oh, no, it's the Chitaglax. <laughs> Go. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's only because I'm laughing because if I didn't laugh... It would be sad. As he says, Ladia, don't you think you want it to come near you? If it comes, you swing. And then you hear uh, as he is going to try and attack the thing in the mist. Uh, Lauren, you being nearest the front, you see the lantern. For a brief moment, you see the light again. As you're pretty sure he's using a quarter staff with a lantern attached. As okay. he's trying to hit the thing in the mist which he called a Chitterglax. It does not hit. That brings yeah, it to you, um, Kira. I could hear Lauren say this, because obviously I didn't see anything. Um, do I, can I see anything ahead of me now? Because I just see a Lauren's big back. Roll perception for me. And you okay. can also roll it, Andromach. We're at eight. Yo, yeah, no, you don't see nothing in the mist. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's foggy, guys. Yeah, you Very haven't foggy. the foggiest. Okay, well, it's still your turn. So what are you going to do? Puddles seems like a very limber guy, so I'm gonna go around the Lauren and I'm gonna fire up a a, a, a firebolt. And I'll just say, Puddles, duck, and I'll just go <laughs> go full force firebolt. Hope that Puddles is on our side. If he isn't, then 
get wrecked. All right, uh, I'm gonna roll a dex saving throw. That's what perfect. do you need to uh, get? 13, you need to get 13, basically. Cool, so the fog doesn't escape. You do hear him shout, Ugh, no! <laughs> How okay, much damage? Five. You weirdly oh. see where your flare, where your firebolt went. There appears to be a tunnel within the mist, so you can see a little bit more clearly through there. So the part where your firebolt went actually mm-hmm. seems to have like normal visibility through fog. I'm gonna move back, uh, move behind Lauren again because I need my tank. Thank Deploy you. the paladin shield. Cool. Yes. And Ramach. I am going to squint into the fog to see if anything is moving. What did you and, roll on uh, perception? 12. You think and, uh, you can see something. Okay, I'm going to reach out with my hand and just touch the side of the sewer and uh, cast light on one of the bricks there. So the brick starts glowing very brightly just to add some extra light on the subject. It seems to only light up where your hand is. It literally, you can't see past five feet. So the light only extends five feet in front of you at any point. So it's lighting up your sort of your hand to your elbow, but that's about it. Okay, I'm going to look very confused at the brick and uh, this unnatural fog. Curse under my breath and take like a step backwards. Please roll survival for me. Ten. It's cool. I rolled a critical fail. So you do not fall into the sewer. You va- you're, with your hand on the brick wall, you vaguely know where back is back. So you do manage to move back. Cool. And in that round, you guys hit nothing. Except your compatriot who was trying to help you. Lauren, it's back to you. You can actually Mm. roll perception each round for me. 14. You do see, once again, a white humanoid shape. But this time it looks like you're almost seeing the side of them. And it looks like they have a tail. But you do have a vague direction of where they are. And it's sort of diagonally to you. So if Puddles is straight ahead, this humanoid is diagonally to your right, sort of into the sewer section. I'm going to swing my greatsword. When in doubt, swing your sword. Okay, roll your attack. 23. That'll hit. So if you can't see it, I'm going to make you roll at disadvantage to attack. 11 points of slashing damage. You swing your sword and lunge forward and you slice, you can feel you've connected with something. It flickers and disappears and comes, for a second you're sure you see three blood splatters sitting in mid-air by themselves. And then everyone hears that sound of, you know when there's a really quiet room and then water drops? Here's the sound of three water droplets hitting the sewer floor. That brings it to Puddles, who's going to roll to see what his vibe is. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. I apologize. If you want to live, you must run. Stick to the wall and run. The Chittaglax is too strong. And then um, he's going to swing his uh, lantern on the quarterstaff wildly. Yeah, he does not hit. But he is just shouting, run past me down the corridor. Uh, Kira. So I hear Puddles yelling. While I'm relieved, he's he's still alive, and I didn't hurt him terribly. And he doesn't. Hopefully, we'll never know it was me. Oh wait, I need a roll perception just in case I can see anything. Yeah, roll perception for me. Seven. One day I'll see something. You kind of saw where Lauren was swinging, so maybe there's a good idea. Okay, great. I'm gonna say 
Paddles, get out of the way. Just just move. And I'm going to stick close out, go around the Lauren again. I'm going to stick close to the wall because that's what. Wait, Paddles will probably be by the wall. Okay, a little away from the wall. And I'm going to use burning hands on that general direction where Aloran was striking. So uh, towards the sewer section and the opposite wall. Sure, yeah. Okay, what's I, I, the, the radius? It's a 15 foot cone. They need to do a deck save. If they fail, then they get to half of 3d6 D6 damage. Otherwise, full on 3d6 damage. Roll your damage. 10 fire sure. damage. As you create the apex of your hands for burning hands to go through, and it shoots out and creates a 15-foot cone, it burns away the fog there. And once again, this area for everyone is easier to see through. And you see standing in the center for just a brief moment before it flickers out, but you definitely saw your, your flames touch it, a white humanoid that has a, a long tail. It's covered in skin, so it's not scales. It has a humanoid face, but extremely sharp teeth and almost full black eyes and white, short, bobbed hair. And as it sees you, its eyes lock with you and it opens its mouth and hisses at you and blinks Whoa. out of your sight. Okay, I'm going to go into panic mode and say, we need to run. Paddle was right, let's run. Okay, well, I mean, you still have a movement action. I'm going to say you took a five-foot step around Lauren. No, 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 I'm okay. I'm going to go back towards Lauren and say, I'll, I'll, I'll say to Lauren and Andromach, <laughs> like, I think we should run. Should we run? I think we should run. You hear, uh, hear a puddle saying, run, I'm going to, and then you hear what you think are dull footsteps. Lauren, you feel something grab your hand, and you look, and it's puddles, and he says, follow me. Cool, I'll wait till it's my turn. <laughs> uh, Andromach. As I see this creature in front, um, I flinch violently. And uh, <laughs> you don't have to tell me to run. I'm moving backwards at uh, double pace. And uh, I'm just going to go like, come guys, come on. We, 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 uh, we really need to go. Um, and I'm just going to turn around and start jogging. Okay. I am mid-run going to use my bonus action to kind of make a little leap into the air and transform into an owl and then just fly. Does your owl have better sight? Yes. Is this a druid spell? It's wild shape. As an owl, you are able to cut through the fog and you realize in your owl mind, the fog is magical and because you are a magical being, you can see through it as if it was like a light mist. There is something waiting behind Kira. It was standing where you were. It is the Chittaglax. And yeah. it appears to be looking at her and almost smelling her hair. Realizes you see it and it blinks out and appears 10 feet further down the corridor back from where you had come. It looks as if it's waiting for you to run. Okay, so are you just going to fly down the corridor? You do see... No. <laughs> like, hover in air and squawk like a startled bird. Squawking and flapping and, like, beak face pointing. I mean, you can't see it, but I'm doing, like, a head bob towards where the Chittaglax is. I don't exactly know how an owl squawks, but I'm going to go with that. I've got, like, a whole bunch of movement range, so I'm just going to fly back, uh, like, between Kira and Aloran. Just fly overhead there. Seems like the safest bet right now. That brings it to you, Aloran. 
Do I need to roll perception again or not? Uh, you do, but you do get advantage because I'm going to assume that Al is like trying to give you some hints here. Natural 20. You see the Chitaglax, you see that it is in fact a humanoid. Being an Azamon, you would recognize other fae-like creatures. It is a fae creature. It appears to be, when you look at its arms, its arms appears to be like the, the forearm and the shin appear to be very longly extended, almost mm-hmm. like a dog or like a cheetah's would be. And the edges of the back legs end in like, like paws, like a cheetah, but all covered in skin, so not covered in fur. And its front ones are bent a little bit that they could easily lope like paws, but do have claws on the tips. It appears to be hunched over waiting to, to pounce and to run. And it sees you seeing it and it sort of tilts its head at you and gives you a little of a head chin up that's like, go and let's see how far you can get. I am going to grab one of my javelins and just throw it at it. Roll your attack. 17. As you throw your javelin, it almost goes in slow motion. It's going to hit the the Chitaglax squarely in the chest. As it touches the Chitaglax, the Chitaglax disappears and sidesteps it. I'm going to say, gosh darn it. Oh, <laughs> that's heavy words. That brings it to Puddles. He's going to roll for who he is. He is going to try and attack the Chitaglax because he can also see it. Okay, he is going to cast fear. The Chitaglax tilts its head as Puddle steps through you and stands in front of the Chitaglax. And he says, you, these are not for you. They are for me. Well, maybe. We'll see. And he goes, you're down the viscera, which appears to reverberate really horrifyingly in the fog. And you wonder if this has worked before because the Chitaglax turns its head and you're pretty sure you hear laughter that sounds like it's coming through a throat of teeth. That brings it to you, you Kira. Puddles had his lantern, where is it now? Uh, He's still holding it, it's on his quarter staff. Okay, so there's still a flame in there, right? Yeah, a tiny flame. Now I can see the creature. I'm going to take the, that tiny flame from his from his lantern using control flames, and I'm going to like move it towards the creature's at least one of the creature's eyes. I want it to go just go for that eye action and hope for the best. Okay, what does control flame use? So what I do basically is I expand a flame like five feet in any direction, and then I can just uh, move it. I just choose a non-magical flame and I can move it within the five foot cube. Okay, roll a percentile for me. Oh, you asked for the percentile, I got eight. And so you do move the flame and it does burn away the fog so it makes it easier to see. And you see the the Chitaglax waver for a bit and sort of phase in and out of, of view. And then it realizes the flame's not coming near it and it stops phasing and just stands there looking at you. And you once again hear the sound of laughing through teeth. And Ramach, it brings it to you. Is the fog still like very heavy anywhere where there's been fire no but for you it it all seems about much of the muchness it all seems equally misty this creature is now behind us or has it moved back to the front of us like it originally was well if you're all facing it it's in front of you but from the direction you were going it's behind you 
Okay, so I'm still flying like between the two of them. So um, I'm going to descend to the ground and cancel my wild shape, land on my feet. I, I look the very pale. The fog is very thick again, except wherever <laughs> there's been fire. So can I still see this thing? You can still see this thing because there was a flame that went there. I'm just going to kind of lean across uh, a Lauren's shoulder and uh, throw a guiding bolt at this thing. I make a spell ranged attack, and uh, if it hits, it kind of outlines the target. So all attacks until my next turn has advantage against it. Nice. You know what? I'll give everyone advantage if it hits. Wow. Yes. Okay. Wow. Druid win. Okay, roll your attack. Dirty 20. That will hit. As you light the Chitiglax up, it looks at itself and phases out and appears 10 feet further down the, the sewer. And then it looks and it sees that it's lit up still. And it looks very disconcerted. And it's going to start loping towards you guys. Uh, it takes some damage from that. Ooh. So not only is it uh, useful, it's also hurtful. That was 14 damage. Yeah, it's a 46 damage roll. So it's actually a little bit better than average, but hmm. far from maximum. Look, don't diss your rolls. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty insane. high. Aloran, uh, you do have advantage um, on any attacks, and you can see it. Okay. If it is loping towards me, I'm just going to slash at it with my greatsword if it's coming towards me. Uh, you'd have to step around Puddles and Kira, but that area yeah, is kind sure, of lit I'll up. Do I'll do that, um, because, like, I need space to engage. Okay, are you going to wait for it to get to you? Because it is about 20 no, feet gonna, away. No, I'm going to walk towards it. So I'm going to meet it in the middle, because now it is mano hermano, kind of. It's natural 20. Oh, okay. Crits. Nice. Thank you, Lena. <laughs> Guys, support characters don't get enough bonuses, but support characters are the business. You are best. Yes. 22 points of damage. Oh, wow. Okay, let me map this. That's I some proper greatsword skills going on right there. I mean, for one shining moment, you look like the hero you thought you are. Yes. <laughs> I'm becoming the person I want to be. As you, as you swing your sword, it slices across the clavicles of the Chitaglax because it was loping towards you. Crouch, not on all fours, but almost. So close enough to reach all fours if it wanted to break into a run. run. It stands up, tilts its head, and it sounds like it's coming through a mouthful of teeth. And it says in common... You can take your chances with me, or you can take your chances with its. And he points, and it points its hand at Puddles. And that brings it to Puddles' turn. As Puddles says, Get back, foul beast! <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Don't listen to it. Unless, if you hear Russian, then, li then listen. But otherwise, it's lying. As it's going to try and attack it. And he has advantage. Cool. Yeah, he does hit with 21. As he's going to reach out with his quarterstaff and the lantern. And he's going to try and hit it. Four, three. As he sort of <laughs> knocks it on the head. And he's like, get back in the sewer. Eat something else. 
and he just sort of stands there and everyone's got the feeling that they know each other. Kira? How far apart are they right now between the Trisalax and, and Puddles? Uh, well, are they close? Puddles and Aloran are sort of side by side in the corridor. So you would have to step into the sewer section to hit the chitted blacks. Okay, I want to try, I want to do acid splash, but I want to try to target both the chitilacs and puddles. That's what I'm trying to do. If they're close together, but Lauren's in my way. Yeah, Lauren. Okay, puddles, puddles was a problem for another day. I'm going to go for the chitilacs and I'm going to do acid splash. So that's a deck saving throw of 13. Because I said you had an advantage, I'm going to give the chitilacs disadvantage on the saving throw. Yee. Okay, yes, it does not make it. Yes. Okay, so as let's get you to, some damage. As, as it tried to phase, but before it did, you hit it with acid splash and and took five points of acid damage. As acid is dripping down its shoulder and eating into its skin and sort of starting to boil pieces where it's touching, because the skin you can actually see now that your acid is on it is mm. very thick and almost membranous on the top like a frog so it's bubbling on the top oh i'm gonna move back by the way oh, <laughs> i don't okay, want to be an cool. open target i'm going back behind the lauren and and puddles quickly very quickly please roll a deck saving throw for me 18 you're fine you feel a slight slipping as you go but you like you have been in these sewers before you are fine you are back on but behind a lauren puddles and also andromach or before andromach uh before andromach can I just do like a very like a uh, a very like a uh, impressive jump back? I just want to make it very evident that I've got some skills. Just I mean, you I... do. Andromach sees this. Aloran and Puddles do not. The Chitiglax also sees it. I hope the Chitiglax is impressed too. <laughs> well, I mean, small, small, small goals, small goals. That brings it to the Chitiglax. Uh, the Chitiglax <laughs> says. I was just going to toy with you, but now... And it looks at every part that's damaged. It says, I think. And it starts rolling a fog out from it, and it's renewing the fog. Oh, it okay. says, I think I'll eat you. <laughs> and you oh. hear laughing through teeth. That seems to be oh. coming from behind you. Oh, no, man. As you can see a faint outline, Lena, behind you. Andromach, oh. it is your turn. Last turn for the session. I am once again going to flinch violently. <laughs> flinch violently. I'll move in between Kira and Aloran. And cast fairy fire all around us. Oh, so like a, I fell into a burning ring of fire. That one. <laughs> well, like fairy this. fire is, is not actually a fire. It's a mystical effect. So it basically what the guiding bolt did, it does in an area. So if this thing comes into this 20-foot area, we'll be able to see an outline of it and have advantage on attacks against it. Damn. Damn. Wow. Look, Lena oh, has helped right. you today. I'm not, I'm not lying. Yeah. Legit, Lena's play of the match. <laughs> if there Definitely. was a, such a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. and, and then you're going to see the Chitiglax is going to say, how long do you think you can stay there? And that brings us to the end of this week's session. Thank you so, so much for playing, guys. And I appreciate all of you. Thank
thank you guys for being here in the chat. It's, it's been divine. Uh, remember, if you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends, foes, families, and familiars. You can follow the podcast. You can follow us on Twitch. Um, you can follow us on all the socials. We are going to be doing a cool stream, not this weekend coming up, but the weekend after, as we're playing Azorius 99, which is based on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, but in the Ravnica setting, written by our friend Tristan. So it'll be uh, on 11 on Sunday at our usual time. And I think that's all the news. Uh, just remember, please look after yourselves. Um, and yeah, thank you so, so much for being here. We hope you have a most amazing week. Bolt! Okay.